like this video if you should be doing something else, but instead you're watching TikTok because you downloaded it as a joke and now you're addicted. Like this video if you should be doing something else, but instead you're watching TikTok because you downloaded it as a joke and now you're addicted. Like this video if you should be doing something else, but instead you're watching TikTok because you downloaded it as a joke and now you're addicted. What the hell is that? Hey, Stone on Air, if you are not listening to Brian Stone, who has been a fixture in Chattanooga for years, you better be, or I'm going to ask you personally why you're not. I'm so happy I could die. They're like, Brian! Yeah, (laughs) Brian! Yes, my name is Brian! Finally, it's cool to be a Chattanoogan. Finally, it's cool to embrace this city. When some of us have been saying this for 25 years. Mic drop. Turn off the podcast. Stone on air. Yeah, just kill me now. Welcome in, everybody, to the supposedly for-profit venture known as the Stone on Air podcast, available in weekly installments. Recently been on Thursday, the last couple of weeks. I might, I don't know. I'm going to just play it by ear by each week. It, uh, it really gets hectic on Monday and Tuesday trying to prepare for two radio shows and the podcast all at the same time, sharing some of the content and ideas amongst the, both entities, but not all of it. And it just gets, if anything else, it just gets confusing. I start forgetting where things are labeled, losing them in folders. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, don't feel bad for me. I'm doing all right overall. My name is Brian Stone. You likely already know that. Stone on air on all social media is how you can get a hold of me. Um, right now, as I speak, the vice presidential debate is going on. I can only imagine uh, with two, we'll just say, cooler heads, I guess, that it probably is more uh, easily... To be sat through from a less cringeworthy nature. Nature, I I don't know. I, I don't care. I'm ready for this to be over. I'm done. I don't want to hear what anybody else has to say. I'm uh, I'm tired of it. I'm done. I don't watch the cable news anymore. I, I do watch a little of the breakdown of the big stuff, like the debates, when I get done with this. Uh, tonight, I will watch some of the fallout on the cable news networks, and then I won't tune back in again until probably the next debate, uh, presidential debate. And uh, I don't know, playing it by ear. But, wow, the worst year ever just keeps getting weirder and weirder. And I'm still dead serious when I say I'm very concerned about where the next couple of months are going to go and how this year is going to end for the safety of many and the safety of uh, of our country, of our democracy, of uh, people in the streets, protesters, the far extreme right and left, and then us moderates in the middle just kind of sitting around looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right. Everything will be all right? Yeah, y'all going y'all gonna to behave yourself tonight? All right. No, probably not, huh? Okay. President's got COVID. Does he really have it? I don't know. The dumb, uh, the dumb narrative is, is that he is faking having COVID because he uh, wants to get out of the debates. What kind of asinine uh, conspiracy theory is that? This man loves nothing more than to be on camera and to be being a bully and a loudmouth. That's his favorite place to be. Why would he be trying to get out of that? That's a dumb, uh, that's a dumb conspiracy theory. Um, so anyway, I'll leave that at that. I'll I'll let everybody else have their thoughts and their yelling matches at each other on Twitter and social media in general, Facebook. Ugh. So, so stupid. So all right, so this week's show, let's take a look at it here. I'm I've got everything just like jotted down on paper. I don't have anything in particular because I got a ton of leftovers from a lot of stuff I've been doing. 
that I was planning on doing earlier in the podcast and that I've done on the radio show, and I'm going to kind of just conglomerate it all together and just kind of knock it all out. On the front end there, the open is, you know, I, I'm sorry to blow you up with so much TikTok stuff, and I'm going to do some more here in a few minutes, but that was just a really short video with somebody, uh, a woman cooking or something like that in the kitchen, and then on this, the, the video just shows like four or five things pop up that you could be doing rather than wasting your time on on TikTok, like uh, whatever, cooking, cleaning, and hanging out with your family, and it's and it's just, I just thought the audio was hilarious, so I just tripled it up on the front end, because that's exactly what I did. I downloaded TikTok as a joke, because it just, you know, just see what the fuss was about, and probably never look at it again, and now I get lost in it for quite literally, when I say hours, I just mean sometimes more than one hour. Uh, usually if I first wake up on the weekend, I'll skim through it. I found myself, I was like, I've been doing this for an hour! What the hell? Because <laughs> it's such interesting content. And after the algorithms figure out what it is that you like, it just gets better and better. But uh, I'll have some more TikTok audio for you here in just a couple of minutes. In the um, middle segment of the show, I will have um, this girl, quite literally little girl, 10 years old out of the UK, has this major viral thing going, a drum off with Dave Grohl that she uh, was able to get his attention, get America's attention by coming on uh, Ellen's show about a year or so ago when she was nine. She's a prodigy. She can play drums, guitar, and bass. Drums is her favorite instrument, and she's amazing at it. And so she started putting out these videos challenging Dave Grohl to a drum off, and he started responding, and they went back and forth with some really cool viral videos. I'm going to play some audio from that. In the final segment of the show, it is going to be a I Was Today Years Old. It was really the other day, but... Just now, years old, when I realized what Yankee Doodle Dandy actually was. You know, the song, I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. I mean, I've heard it my whole life growing up. I know it had something to do with the wars back in the day and whatever. But I didn't, I don't know what the hell it was. Pick a feather, put it in his cap, call it macaroni. Well, we'll go to the Tony Kornheiser show to get some uh, insight on that. And a couple other things here real quick. Uh, Strung Like a Horse. Ticket giveaway through the radio station. I will uh, be uh, getting started probably about uh, by the time you hear this on Friday. It'll probably just be social media based through the we- the uh, radio station. I'll just mention it here, so if I'll let you know more. Uh, probably just be if you post on social media, your name will be in the drawing for a pair of tickets to see Strung Like a Horse at the Signal on Halloween weekend for their CD release party, which is going to be a fun time. Yes, an actual band on an actual stage with actual fans in attendance the um braves man i won't spend a long time at all just to mention 2-0 up in the division series i'm terrified we're now gonna lose three in a row i'm trying to tell myself i don't care about this but i can't help it i do it was a uh, game one i was a, a wreck during game two for some reason i had a little bit of confidence got a little arrogant for a minute and thought yeah yeah we got this and now i'm back to like oh no it'd be just like the braves to blow this thing um, haven't won a DS division series in 19 years. So, uh, Braves have been, been fun to watch. Uh, the Titans, not so much cause I haven't been able to watch them. Probably won't be able to watch them this weekend. Uh, these morons put together their own practice allegedly and have had a pretty big spread of, of the coronavirus. And the NFL is now talking about like stripping them of draft picks potentially and making them forfeit football games like potentially this weekend against the bills i don't know what i think about this i was talking to my 
to my brother the other day, uh, or no, excuse me, earlier today, about it. He's a bigger Titans fan than me, and as far as he follows all the players, all the stats, he he, you know, I go to him for information on the Titans. He comes to me for information on the Braves, and he didn't really know what to think about it. And I told him, and he agreed with me. If this was some other team in the league, especially like a Browns or a Jacksonville or even the Bills or the Raiders, teams that are fun to laugh at, I would be laughing my head off and hoping they get all the worst punishment. And uh, I have a feeling that's what a lot of people around the league are doing, laughing at the dumb Tennessee Titans, and I'm afraid they're going to make an example out of us. Um, I mean, nobody really cares, so why not just beat up on the Titans and make sure nobody else does this? So we'll see. I don't think there's any chance they play – the Bills this weekend, and that would have been a fun game. Two undefeated teams, two very solid teams to really kind of balance out to see where you stack up against a team that is uh, having some uh, good success to start the season. And on the way out here to the front segment, I am going to respectfully and politely make fun of what I think is the dumbest song ever written, and it's by Van Halen. Of course, we lost Eddie Van Halen to throat cancer just uh, yesterday or the day before that at this point. I'm getting my days mixed up. At the age of 65, obviously an incredible guitar player, and they have plenty of good songs, Van Halen does. But they've never really done a whole lot for me. And they have one song that's the dumbest song ever written. And I'll I'll touch on that on the final uh, end of the open here. Let's get to a couple of clips of audio here. Speaking of going back to the TikTok stuff, this is... um, this is not from TikTok. This is just to give you uh, a point of reference when I play the next clip, which is from TikTok. This is uh, a lot of you already probably already know this. I don't watch Clint Eastwood movies. I never have, and I certainly won't now, based on the way he conducts himself in, in public life. But it was long before he ever made an ass of himself at the you know conventions and RNC and all that kind of stuff. I never was into westerns, his kind of movie. I I do acknowledge that he is a celebrated uh, film director, but uh, so I don't know anything about Dirty Harry movies. But I looked this up after I saw this TikTok. So just for a reference point, this is one of the classic lines from the Dirty Harry movies. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I've kind of lost track myself. But Ian, this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off. You've got to ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? All right, so there's that. A little noisy in the background, I know. but So now you got that reference point. This is from TikTok. It's a voice actor, voiceover guy, who just does a lot of impressions and just a lot of quirky stuff. And this is an impression of Marty McFly from Back to the Future, reading that exact same line from the Dirty Harry movie. I know what you're thinking. Did he fire six shots or only five? Well, to tell you the truth, in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful handgun in the world, and would blow your head clean off, you got to ask yourself one question, Doc. Do I feel lucky? Well, <laughs> do you, punk? Huh? Whoa, put the gun down. No! Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. As a uh, borderline, you know, amateur historian of the uh, Back to the Future movies, that is quite, quite good. And this is the final coolest thing before I get to the dumbest song ever written by Van Halen. 
this is just one of those, you, you don't have to see the video because she's not doing anything except for just looking like really crazy, staring directly into the camera, into the phone. And it's, um, the idea here is it's making fun of how uh, how many bots are out there, like MAGA style bots. You could do this with any, you know, in, in, from any angle, from any uh, profession, industry, whatever. But uh, all the fake bot accounts that are trying to gobble up as many followers and likes to push propaganda, and in this case, it's from the uh, MAGA types. And, uh, yeah, that's as good as I can do to set it up. So here you go. The third coolest thing today on the Stone on Air podcast. Hello, my name is Suburban Housewife. My bio is seven random nouns, and I, for one, will be voting for Trump. Hello, my name is Proud American. My job is America, and my husband is a gun. Good afternoon. I am a stock photo of a person of color, and I, for one, do not think Trump is racist. Hello, my name is former Democrat MAGA mom. My hobbies are being real, and my interests are breathing. I, for one, will not be supporting the NBA. I've tweeted this 126 times. I am an eagle wearing a hat. Hello, I am a military veteran. I fought in the wars. Something I care about deeply is the Nielsen ratings for the RNC. Yep, that's me, a real guy. Hello, good sir. We are 1,200 people who all join Twitter at once. Our dads are cops, and we are trucks. <laughs> it's so funny. So much stupid spit like that. Uh, just rapid fire at you. Usually done very, very well. Um, just more fun with TikTok on today's coolest thing. Okay, so real quick as I uh, try to go as quickly as I can here, because i got a lot to get to. Um, Eddie Van Halen, I, oftentimes by many people, was kind of uh, jokingly, flippantly said, you know, the guy who's teaching p- people how to overplay the guitar, uh, the king of overplaying the guitar. I don't know if that's true or not. He certainly developed styles that were never, you know, never even thought of before he did them and revolutionized the way rock and roll went into the uh, late 20th century and, uh, and and beyond. And But I working at KZ10 sucks for so many years. I was there from 02, regularly from 02 until 07 or 08, and then back again, I went back to, to working pretty regularly again around 11 and until 16. So a solid 10 years uh, on that radio station. And virtually the playlist never changes. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what the hell this industry is doing, and why. I, I, it, it's just, it's just drag. It's total drag. And they've added a few things, like a couple extra Pearl Jam songs, Stone Temple Pilots, more Chili Peppers, Metallica, but not much. Just a, just a dash of it here and there. It's still your old staples, all the same old crappy Zeppelin and Stone songs and Beatles songs, all the and Skinner and Eagles, Journey, Sticks, all just junk. Just crap. I mean, a lot of them are technically good songs, but when you hear them for the 500,000th time as a consumer of the product, let alone somebody had to sit there and listen to this crap for hours on end, week after week after week for damn near a decade, you start to really resent some of these bands. And one of the ACDC, my God, I never want to hear another ACDC song. And Van Halen was one of those. I have never liked Van Halen. Never, ever, ever thought... Anything they did was worth listening to, except like Running with the Devil is a really classic song. The intro to that, the bass line, it's a pretty good song. And a handful of others as well. Some of the Van Hagar stuff I liked a little bit early on. Um, the Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge record is pretty good. Right Now was a really important, good song. So I don't hate Van Halen. I just don't, I don't care about them at all. But I mean, wanted to do a segment, and I'll do it sometime soon on the podcast, maybe the radio as well about just running down some of the dumbest 
songs. Simplistic, boring, nonsensical, um, and I'm talking about from really popular bands that became really iconic songs that are just stupid as hell. Uh, first one that pops into my head that I wasn't thinking about until just now, Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night, party every day. Dumbest asshole song you've ever heard unless you're 17, right? Because 17-year-olds are dumb assholes. Oh, it's such a stupid song. Just over and over again. Ah, want to rock and roll. Ah, want to rock it. Shut, shut up, all right? And, that, and Kiss is a good band. Kiss has some good music. And I don't have another good example for you right now, but I'll put those together at some point. But the one of the the band or the songs that led me to think of this segment was to, still to this date, reaching number one on the billboards in 1984, or 19, late 1983 into 1984 from the album 1984, and still their 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 highest reaching, most successful song in Van Halen's history is "Jump." Jump. This song is so dumb, and it's one of my earliest memories of figuring out who the the original Van Halen was. I'm going to read these lyrics to you and get out of here real quick. I get up and nothing gets me down. You got it tough. I've seen the toughest around. And I know, baby, just how you feel. You got to roll with the punches and get to what's real. Well, can't you see me standing here? I got my back against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. Oh, can't you see what I mean? Uh, might as well jump. Jump. Might as well jump. Jump. Go ahead and jump. Oh, yeah. You might as well jump. First of all, go back to the middle part there. Of the first verse. Can't you see me standing here? I've got my back against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. Can't you see what I mean? Jump. Nowhere, none people, at no point in any type or portion of American culture life has anybody referred to a jukebox or a record player as a record machine. <laughs> a record machine? What the hell is a record machine? It's a cheap, boring, lame way to throw a bunch of words together that rhyme. Here, uh, sheer, there, there, machine, scene, mean. I mean, it is so stupid. And it's not even the kind of song that's simplistic that you can kind of put your own, you know, you kind of, the interpretation is up to you. It's up to the listener. It's up to your soul and your anecdotes that can relate to it. All the damn, (laughs) the thing says is jump. Might as well jump. Go ahead and jump. Jump. Hey, go ahead and jump. Then the second verse, just as nonsensical as the first. Oh, who, hey, you, who said that? Baby, how you been? You say you don't know, you won't know until you begin. And then it just repeats the, the, the stupid pre-chorus again. Can't you see me standing here? I got my back against the record machine. I ain't the worst that you've seen. Can't you see what I mean? Jump. Go ahead and jump. Jump. Might as well jump. Go ahead. Get in now and jump. And then, seriously, have you ever thought about how asinine this song is? So, so stupid. Possibly one of the dumbest songs to have ever come out of uh, popular music in the late 21st, or excuse me, 20th century. And that's all I got on that. Who is Nandy Bichelle? Well, she plays the drums, and she got a viral video drum-off with the legendary David Grohl. Get to that coming up next. 
back to more Stone on Air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. StoneOnAir.com Mr. Grub, you're so the meanest tree, tree. But I'm making me something special for you. And it's called Rock and Grub. The epic battle. Shed a tear cause I'm missing you. I'm still alright to smile. That was a quick clip of Nandy. More on her in a minute. Just saw this the other day. It's Chris Cornell's first number one single as a solo artist. She's like, this sounds familiar. What the hell is this? I know what this is. Why can't I think of what this is? Or you know exactly. It's Guns N' Roses and Patience. And uh, I was surprised with how good it was. I don't know why. I shouldn't have been. And I was just looking for a reason to work it in here. It's a good enough reason. Love that era of Guns N' Roses, and I uh, love Chris Cornell. Can't believe he has been gone three years now. And I say I can't believe, I absolutely can believe it. Time flies and it ain't got a thing to do with whether you're having any fun or not. Said that a time or two. So this uh, girl, I don't have her bio with me right now. I get things just lost. I had it before. I don't really need it. It's not that important to the point of this uh, segment. She's a uh, young girl out of uh, the UK somewhere. She was nine years old when this audio starts. She's 10 by the end of it. And just an amazing situation story with this girl. I don't know the backstory of where, you know, what her parents are into, if they're uber talented in whatever fields they're in, because this this girl is just really into rock and roll. She is a uh, a, a girl of of color. I don't know if she, you know, I would say, I don't know if she's African-American. Well, she's certainly not African-American because she's not from the U.S., but you see my point. I don't know where her her uh, uh, ancestry goes, but she is, um, she's incredible. And she just, over the course of a year or two, and this kind of was wrapping up to the crescendo of it was probably around late August into September. And I've had an eye on it for a while, and I'll just waiting it on a time when it Felt like the best time to work it in, in an audio sense, because most of this is visual through social media and uh, television, but it works out pretty well. I did it on the radio the other week, and uh, a lot of people, I got a lot of response of how, how cool they thought it was. So I'm going to get to that right now. We'll just start firing off audio and uh, kind of do that for the next uh, however long it takes. Let's see. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up before or without having to actually stop. The podcast, I know this is annoying. All right, there it is. Now, it all starts with um, Ellen, an appearance on Ellen, uh, the DeGeneres show, about, a, I don't know, year ago or so. So she was nine years old when, uh, all, when she first gets uh, exposure in the United States. You're really a good drummer, and you're nine, right? Yeah. So how long have you been playing? When did you start? Four years. Four years. And what made you uh, choose the drums? Well, on Saturdays and Sundays, we make pancakes and I listen to the Beatles and I saw the drum kit and Ringo Starr and he just inspired me to play the drums because I love seeing him play the drums. Wow, that's amazing because everybody is drawn to something different. Some people would be drawn to guitar or whatever and you were drawn to Ringo and the drum set. And so they have a pretty uh, cute little, you know, somewhat funny conversation and then they come back from break 
and Nandy plays the drum tracks to the recorded version without the drums in it of Nirvana's In Bloom, and the chances are you're familiar with that song, and, and even without having musical uh, uh, talents or understanding, just listening to that drum beat, uh, most people can appreciate the difficulty of it, and I'll play about a little over a minute or so and comment on it here on the Stone on Air podcast. All right, she's going to play the drums for us. She's nine years old. Her name is Nandy, and she's playing In Bloom by Nirvana. See, the intro is difficult enough with the the rolls. This nine-year-old girl. It's amazing. Alright, relatively speaking, this is the easy part. The, the, the double bass drum. Then it starts to pick up into the pre-chorus. It's a little more aggressive than the earlier part of the verse and then now here here we go so awesome this roll right here that's incredible And her energy is so high, she hits the last cymbal and puts her hands up in the air. So cool. I uh, I suggest you reach out and uh, take a look at that just on YouTube or wherever. So it was not too long after that, or maybe a year later, I don't know. She's around 10 years old now. And she starts doing a lot of online viral content. She's picking up a lot of speed, lots of followers, lots of uh, reaction. And she creates this challenge to Dave Grohl for a, a virtual drum off, and this was her playing the drum tracks to Everlong, a very difficult song in itself. Right there. A lot of her videos are much longer with some talking on the front end. I'm just cutting out the the kind of the meat parts of it, the parts that give an idea of what the the uh, the segment or what the point of the videos were. This was just shortly after that CBS. Every I think it's every Saturday morning they have a music feature on CBS this morning, and they had Nandy on shortly after she put out the uh, challenge to Dave Grohl. The young rocker has gone viral for her high-energy covers of famous rock songs, and there is no denying she's got mad skills, and she's also got half a million Instagram followers. Wow. Nandi wow. says the drums are her jam, and she's ready to put her skills to the test. Listen to this. I just love rocking out. It's just my favorite, and I love how loud it is. You recently tweeted that video of you playing Everlong, and you had a special message for Dave Grohl. Shut up! 
I really want to have a drum battle with him. And I'm going to checkmate, too. Oh. Uh, so, you know, Dave Grohl has been yes. on our show, guys. Yes. He's one of the nicest guys in rock the and nicest. roll. Nandi is challenging him to a drum off. <laughs> I'll, bet, I'll bet he'll I, do it. I, I bet he'll do it, too, but she might well win. We did a talk at the table about her back in June, as I recall, Vlad. Right. When Tom Morello right. gave, he was so impressed with what she did, he, he sent her a guitar. So she, I'm with you. I'm a huge fan. She's amazing. Can't wait to see what she does. Because she's only and, 10. And yeah. Janet Jackson. And just tweeted so her. shortly after she sent the drum off, if that's what you would call it, challenge to Dave Grohl, he sent a video back towards her that said that had him showed him playing Everlong, and this is what he said after he got done playing a portion of the song and his response to the challenge. Hey everyone, Dave Grohl has just responded to my battle request. I can't wait to watch it. Let's see what he says. I haven't played that song since the day I recorded it in 1997. Uh, our drummer Taylor Hawkins plays that song Everlong for us every night. But Nandy, in the last week, I've gotten at least 100 texts from people all over the world saying, this girl is challenging you to a drum off. What are you gonna do? Now look, I've seen all your videos, I've seen you on TV, you're an incredible drummer. And I'm really flattered that you've picked some of my songs to do for your videos, and you've done them all perfectly. And so after a little bit of back and forth and exchange through social media, uh, Dave Grohl releases this video of a song that I believe he said he made up almost on the spot, or at least within that you know short period of time frame to record and, and release and post. The song called, this is a portion of it, Grohl's song to Nandy. The song is simply called Nandy. many people are going to disagree with this, but Dave Grohl might be one of the just coolest guys ever. I mean, might be just one of the baddest ass dudes on the planet. So cool, so thoughtful, so creative, so funny, so unique, and has two, two Hall of Fame careers in rock and roll. The jury's still out on Foo Fighters. Not for me, it's not, but for maybe for some. Nirvana's already there. Foo Fighters will be eventually too. The guy's an icon, and he and this is the kind of stuff he really, really revels in, and is just so cherished for for these just quirky, weird, funny, fun things that most serious uppity, you know, just full of themselves, arrogant asshole rock and roll musicians would never have the time of day for. He's an American gem, an absolute treasure. 
Uh, so the final one here as I wrap this up, I'm not sure how much back and forth there is. Nandy's putting out a lot of stuff. As you know, she's a little girl and she's excited. Um, so and I think it's kind of faded off now. But I don't know who helped her. I, I, maybe she didn't have much help at all. I don't know. But she put together a uh, a song for for the battle back to Dave. She plays all the music in the uh, video on the recording, guitar, bass, and, of course, drums. The song is called Rock and Grohl. Mr. Grohl, your song for me was truly, truly epic. But I'm going to be at something special for you, and it's called Rock and Grohl, the epic battle. So good. Both those songs are a little longer than the amount of time I played them here, but you get the uh, idea of what was going on there. Nandy Bichelle is her name, and of course, Dave Grohl from the Foos and Nirvana. All right, it's getting a little bit late here as as of record time right now, so I'm going to wrap that up and get on to the final segment. Coming up next, it is a I was just recently years old when I found out what the hell a Yankee Doodle Dandy actually was, at least according to the uh, emailers to the Tony Kornheiser Show. I'll get to that coming up next. More of Stone on Air coming up. I'll go ahead and make sure you get another copy of that memo. At stoneonair.com. When I woke up this morning, the number of people who had emailed me saying, this is a ruse to get out of the debates, Trump doesn't really have coronavirus, this is a staged plan to in 10 days or 12 days for Trump to come out and say, I beat it. I told you it's no big deal to make him seem strong to his followers, maybe to say I beat it with hydroxy or I beat it with remdesivir. We have such great treatments or plasma or, or whatever, right? The counter to that would be, yeah, I mean, I get it. Trump lies all the time and he might be lying about everything, including this. Wouldn't just getting it make him look weak to some of his supporters? It seems like an, you know, potentially risky gambit to lie about having it to then lie about beating it. This is the latest from the Drive By Truckers. The song's called The New OK. I think that's the name of the new record, too. It's really good. At least this one song is. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. The New OK. Um, that was a, I was using that for a different segment for something else, and I just didn't have time to change the rejoin there. That's something from some social media mentioned earlier that it's, it's just, it's, it's silly to think that Trump would come up with some kind of, you know, really huge plan to lie about getting the coronavirus so he could get out of the debates. That's nonsense. But I'll tell you, I'm just cynical and skeptical enough 
to believe that maybe there is a ruse of some kind. Maybe there is some kind of elaborate scheme to to let everybody feel like, look, I told you this isn't that big a deal. I just kicked its ass and I look at me and I'm the best and I'm the greatest ever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I hate that I'm even I hate that I'm even going down that road. And uh, I'll stop going down that road, turn around and come back, and go back to the uh, original idea for this segment. Do this pretty quick. I am ready to wrap this up, and I want to go watch the fallout from the uh, VP debate. So let's pull this audio up here. Six items. There it is. All right. So we'll fly through this. So the other day, uh, I don't I don't listen to every minute of every single Tony Kornheiser show, but I listen to most of it. And they were having some kind of conversation, and I missed this segment, um, about Yankee Doodle Dandy, the song, the uh, myth, the, uh, uh, the, the facts, the reality of what, what is a Yankee Doodle Dandy? What's up with that song? Where does it originate from? And I had some stuff pulled up that I don't know where it is now, but um, initially it was started, they were talking about the movie and then the song. And then later on, a week later, a few days later, some people were emailing in about what a Yankee Doodle Dandy is, where it comes from, where the song comes from. And um, I'd never heard any of this stuff before. I've heard the song a hundred million times, especially when I was young. And just it just was, you know, cute and rhymed and funny or, or whatever. And move along and turn on, turn around and look at my wrist as if I'm wearing a watch and say, oh, hell, I'm 40 years old. I don't even know what this is. And most of the people on the show, including Tony himself, who is quite the educated man, didn't either. So real quick, just to refresh all of our memories, this is from the Yankee Doodle Dandy uh, film in 1942, which I didn't know that there was a movie, and I'd never heard of this version of this, so just for the heck of it. Sam, born on the 4th of July, I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart, she's my Yankee Doodle joy, Yankee Doodle came to town just to ride the ponies, I am a Yankee Doodle boy. So that's um I can't I even had the guy's name. He was a really well-known uh, actor, singer at the time on Broadway and in films that Orson Welles had coined the greatest of his generation back at the uh, back in those times. And um, I don't have any of that in front of me now. But so anyway, that's a that's for the movie and more Americanized version of the song. This is from the more. Um, uh, let me make sure I got the right one here. There it is. This is what we've all come to be familiar with the modern version of Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yankee Doodle went to town riding on a pony Stuck a feather in his cap and called it macaroni Yankee Doodle keep it up, Yankee Doodle Dandy Mind the music and the step and with the girls be handy And that's about as far as I know of that, but then there's another verse that I figured I'd let roll. Father And the step and with the girls be handy. 
right, so that's what the one we're mostly all familiar with. And then as I was doing more searching, I, I stumbled onto this and figured it would be worth doing just for the fun of it. Band I've never heard of, hard rock metal version. So, yeah, just for the fun of it. All right, this is going to be a brief segment because I only have three left to go and they only total about two and a half minutes. And so let's get right to it. This I'm listening to Tony's show. He reads emails at the end of the show. I generally don't even really care about them all that much because they're, they're kind of uh, inside-ish, a little focusing on some of the more um, pass over, passed over kind of segments. I focus more on the what happened that day with the – the ball games the night before, and then sometimes they go off in little rabbit holes, and then people will send these lengthy emails that uh, fill them in on questions that they had asked in a prior segment that in this case and many other cases, I didn't actually hear that segment. So the email didn't mean a whole lot to me. But when I backed it up and thought, what, why is he talking about Yankee Doodle Dandy? Um, I still don't know exactly why other than it was subject matter on the show prior. So this is the first email that comes into Tony Kornheiser's show. Where is it? It is right there. Yes, maybe, hopefully. For Yankee Doodle. Yankee Doodle was a British song used to make fun of the Americans. Yankee was Dutch slang for a rube, and Doodle was English slang for a simpleton. Two slurs in one. Riding a pony indicated that he had little money and couldn't afford a carriage or even a real horse. As for putting a feather in his hat and calling him macaroni, putting a feather in his hat, this poor simpleton might think as the height of fashion. And macaronis were what fashionable, foppish, and possibly effeminate young men were called by the British at the time. Really quite a rude little ditty. When the British surrendered at Yorktown, Marquis de Lafayette insisted on playing the song to further humiliate the British. How very French. Whether the American army didn't get the joke or liked the sarcasm, we may never know, but the song stuck. So basically, uh, the song is calling Americans dumb, weak, and homosexuals. <laughs> Insinuating that they're gay, weak, and dumb. Of course, back... And, you know, long time ago, and maybe not even that long ago, uh, calling somebody gay was, um, you know, and, and referring to them or, or insinuating that they were homosexuals was like a major put down these days. Luckily, that's not really a thing. Um, thought that was interesting. He has a second email that he reads shortly after on the Stone On Air podcast, referring more to the Yankee Doodle Dandy. The song Yankee Doodle was originally sung by British troops to lampoon the colonial army. Macaroni was a slang term used by enlisted British soldiers to the rank insignia on British officers' hats. In the song, the feather is the macaroni, lampooning the colonialist foolish attempt to mimic British officers. Modern equivalents are scrambled eggs for the gold oak leaves on the visors of combination hats and fruit salad for the ribbon bars on the chest. Information for life. That's fantastic. This is so great. From Steve the Sycophant. Here's more than you wanted to know about Yankee Doodle, the hat, and the macaroni. The tune for Yankee Doodle and some of the words date back to at least the 15th century in Holland about a doodle, which meant fool or simpleton. In the 70s, macaroni referred to a type of fancy wig, which was an extreme fashion. It came to mean a man who dressed and spoke in an outlandishly affected and effeminate manner. So in British conversation, Yankee Doodle Dandy implied unsophisticated misappropriation of high-class fashion. British military officers sang the song to mock the Americans with whom they served in the French and Indian War. The Yankee Doodle who stuck a feather in his captain called it macaroni was a simpleton. 
so great. Americans picked the song up as one of defiance and added verses to it to the Revolutionary War, Revolutionary War that mocked the British troops and hailed George Washington. The current version of Yankee Doodle Dandy is attributed to Edward Banks, a Harvard sophomore who's also a Minuteman that is a member of the Massachusetts Militia Unit. I couldn't find out if Mr. Bangs himself was a doodle, so there you have it. The feather in the hat is a macaroni. That really but is. no pasta is involved. Oops, sorry, that uh, really is uh, very interesting. I didn't fact check any of this stuff. But um, my, I'm guessing that it's uh, a lot of it, at least, is somewhat true. And if it's not, fine. Sorry. I. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? Uh, last one here. The funny little quick six second. I don't know how long. Maybe ten seconds at the most. Clip. Um, the producer, longtime producer of the old Tony Kornheiser radio show and now podcast and other things that Tony's worked on for at least twenty years, if not longer. His name is Nigel, and he is actually from the uk this all feels like fake news about the british i feel very offended by all this <laughs> that's it i what, what the hell went on again this all feels like fake news about the british i feel very offended by all this <laughs> all right that's all i got uh i'll do some more fact checking on that to see how much of it is or isn't true and of course sometimes when you're dealing with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years old history it just depends on who you ask thanks for sitting through this i'll go watch some a recap of the vp debate and um, get ready for a weekend. The Stone on Air podcast. Try to get it to you every week. The radio show is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. on 92.7 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that is all I got for you. Love you to death. Mean it. Bye. <laughs>